Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. This is Corolla Digital. Hey, honey, guess what? What? Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig Show is out every Tuesday on Podcast One. Isn't that exciting? I'm excited, except we're going to subject ourselves to some painful things to figure out what's the truth. Our pain for their pleasure. My pain for your pleasure. Get it at iTunes or PodcastOne.com. Stephanie's dancing. I'm excited. I know. It's Monday. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is my only job. <laughs> so I get, I get excited. I'm going to work today. Where's your briefcase? And you're not. <laughs> I'm in yoga pants and a thermal top. Oh, you made a rhyme. I just did that. That happened. That good. That's good. <laughs> All right. You're done for the day. You can go home now. I'm out. So let's talk about our sponsor, Madison Reed Hair Color. <laughs> I've seen commercials for this all the time, so I was excited yeah. to, to check it out. Yeah. And um, here's something you might not know about me. I actually do color my hair. I just do color really? it to the same color that I already have. So you don't have gray hair. Well, I have some gray hair, but mm-hmm. I what I love about coloring my hair is the texture it right. gives you. It gives you like extra shine and it yeah. makes your hair like a little thicker. Right. And then my hair doesn't get so flat when I put conditioner in it. So oh. I do color it. But I don't like to do it at a salon because it's so – Pricey. Yeah, and it's a pain in the ass. Yes. But the nice thing about Madison Reed is it makes doing it at home mm-hmm. come out perfectly because they have salon quality color. And one of the differences is <laughs> one of the differences is when you go on the Madison Reed site, uh-huh. you can pinpoint the color that you want. Like right. down to a science. That's crazy. And they actually have colors that can help you figure it out. But 
what you do is you answer all these questions of like mm-hmm. what color you usually use and if your your regular color and what color your hair is and what undertones you want and then you go through it and then they go here's your perfect color right and then you can they'll show you some other ones that are similar oh. so you can actually get the color that really is going to match exactly the results that you well, want it's interesting That's what I love about yeah it. so it's they say they have over 40 shades to choose from their online color quiz guarantees they guarantee yeah. 100% match yeah so if you go on their website, if you go to madisonreed.com, go to uh, put in the promo code FCOL, you'll get 10% off, plus you'll get the free shipping on your first color kit. Also, the nice thing about this um, product is it's much healthier than some of the other ones out there. This, does, the this has thing. no ammonia, yeah. no parabens, PPD, resorcinol, phthalates, or gluten. <laughs> so oh if God, you're gluten-free, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want to be putting gluten no, in your and hair. they say it doesn't – there's no drips, no mess. It's easy to use and it makes your hair um, – and it's 100% gray coverage. Because yeah. I have – I do have at home. I have – they have a little – they have other um, accessories. I have their little powder that uh-huh. you put on the roots. I use it all the time. I oh. love it. And it doesn't make your hair feel gritty. So their products are great. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I say check it out. Plus, there are new sponsors, so why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. No Madison, excuses. MadisonReed.com and put in the promo code FCOL. You'll get 10% off and free uh, Yeah, and that's Madison, M A D I S O N, and then Reed, R E E D. Right. Yeah, baby. How was, how's it going? It's it's hanging. It's going. It's time, time. I, I like know. your Jimmy Kimmel um, hoodie, and I want one. It's Adams. I took it from him. Oh. This is raining. Um, why can't Jimmy just wow. give you one? I don't know. Why is like he so Christmas, stingy on hoodies? He is. At Christmas time, Adam gets the gift. I don't know. What? I know. Send bullshit. a bitch some swag. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Jimmy Kimmel, so Monday, no, today's Monday. Friday, oh, my own Friday. So, Stephanie, you're going to love this. Why? I, okay, so they're like, you know, there's this new place called the Alpine Village out in where was it, Brandon, Kaylin? Torrance. They were both there, Brandon and Caitlin, in mm-hmm. Torrance, okay? South Bay, would you say? I don't know. Uh, Whatever. It's Torrance. Yeah. And it's called the Alpine Village. So, you know, they got uh, the Endless Rant going on tap, and they're going to just do this whole promotion. Okay. So Suzanne and I, we drive out there. Um, and then Jay's out of town. Jay says, contact Chris Maxipata, our little guy over mm-hmm. here. He's going to be playing. And a little singing gonna, stuff. Yeah, he's going to be doing stuff. And uh, So when you get there, just text him, and he'll tell you where to go. I okay. We pull in. The place is. It looks like um, the carnival came to town. I mean, except it was under a big tent. It looks like a rave under a tent and loud, and you could hear like, "Next up on stage, we got matches," you know, like, and and just strobe music, boom, ba boom, ba boom. Uh-oh. And then there's a restaurant off to the side. Did you bring like a little backpack and like a? Pacifier. So I look, oh, Suzanne and I are like, oh, must be, oh, it's not over there, obviously. It's got to be in this restaurant. We go in the restaurant. Endless rant, huh? What? No. No, but there's nobody, of course, right? Nobody's there. Suzanne and I, okay, so we decide to sit down and get something to eat. I'm texting Chris, and he's like, now we're in the tent. And I said, are you kidding me? You're in the tent? There's like probably 2,000 people in there, and there's a huge line. He goes, no, 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 no. Just go up there. Show them your, your ID. 
which is a paper DMV from <laughs> from the DMV because I you lost, lost it. Your, yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, they'll they'll just bring you. We have a table. The, all the lackeys are here. Matt Fondelier and and Kaylin and Chris. And wow. They were all there. Nick. So oh, are they getting OT? Are they getting OT? Getting <laughs> free beer and a ton of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I need. Grabbing that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways, it, it's just a huge like 2,000 people. And right. so after I eat this big full – I'm like full. I go, OK, Suzanne, we'll just go in there and we'll say hi and give our support. We walk in. Chris Maxipat is on stage judging a contest of chicks holding their stein out. They have to hold their arm out with a beer full of stein. And who, they're lined up and whoever lasts the longest wins. I love that idea. I know. I know. So they start to Classic. shake. Yeah. And then – and they're all talking and like they're dressed in their later hosen. They're all like uh, – they're all doing the ziggy zaggy and they're talking with that German accent that, you know, uh, if, if they do this, they are out. And the whole audience goes, they are out, you know. And the guy's saying the rules and Max Apat is up there and he's trying to get, you know, the girls to mess up. And, and so anyways, he's out there and then now it's the guy's turn to get up there. And they're like, we got Mrs. Corolla in the house. I'm like. First of all, no, none of these people give a fucking shit. They don't even probably well, know who Adam. Apparently they do because no, they're but, coming for the – No, it was a beer fest. It was October fest. Oh. That's what it was. Oh. Yeah. But they were doing like this whole festivity thing. Right. And they had – I guess they were in studio last week for Adam Carolla's show, right? Yeah, they came into uh, the studio and provided us some great German food. So they brought like a bunch of schnitzel and, could, well, and sausages and picture? beer. Schnitzel. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a picture of Adam and the two of them? Probably. On his what, what, German anyway. people like sausage a lot. Yeah, they like they like the schnitzel, that's for sure. <laughs> and, and kraut. And kraut. <laughs> and then they asked me to come up on stage, and I'm yeah. like, first of all, You're I like, am I wearing... just had a huge salad. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I had sausage salmon salad. and mashed potatoes. Ooh, I had my a big favorite din- meal. I know. I was so stuffed. And they want me to drink the beer, and I mean, I'm I'm having a glass of beer, but I'm full. And right. there's always room for beer. But they want me. To, I'm wearing. Okay, I had no idea what I. I'm wearing a shirt that I bought with Natalia at um, <clears throat> her fame. Her favorite store right now is uh, Tilly's, and it's like that surfer oh. store. And they got like they got teens in the back. And I'm walking through the store, and it's cheap, and they have, you know, and I'm doing all I this travel. I gotta turn LB onto that, yeah, because an Italian LB probably like similar size. Yes, yes, little slim hipped, yeah, they young do. ladies, yeah, yeah. So they, I'm at the store. Because LB's all about Brandy Melville. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I Me constantly too. in my mind confuse with Brandy Glanville. <laughs> Me too. I know. <laughs> Me too. I'm always like, Brandy Glanville has a store. Mm-hmm. I'm not supporting that mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not. So, totally different. I go. I'm bought in the store, and I, I'm like thinking, okay, I got these events coming up. And I gotta travel. I'll buy some shirts. They're cute shirts, you know. Right. They're like twenty four ninety nine. Right. I get this leotard shirt, so I wear that, and and I put it on with my underwear. That I could care less. So you, I have double panty lines going on my. You know, I'm wearing jeans, but I, right. The bottom line was, and it was the shirt was a little revealing, a little too revealing from what I'm used to. But what the heck? I didn't think it was going to – I thought there was going to be five people at this thing and the, and right. the lackeys. I had no idea. Right. I was going to okay be on to show stage. little boobs, Lynette. Yeah, but my, my panty lines. So at the first time I went up there – You're a good-looking lady. I came back. <laughs> show you. it off. Suzanne goes, you have a shirt in the car, right? Don't hide your I something said, under yes. a bushel. What is it? Don't hide your – What? Don't hide your something under a bushel. 
Uh, uh, so I'm 80. I, so I said, you need the Madison Reed. I, uh, Suzanne, after I came back down from being on the stage, she's like, you got a T-shirt in the car, right? I said, yeah. And she goes, let, let, let me go get it. I go, the car's far. And she said, it's worth it. Just give me the keys. Oh, That's no. a good friend. I go, why? And she goes, yeah, that, that, it, it doesn't look right. You need to change. If you're going to go back, because they, then they're like, you're going to come back up and judge the men. And I was like, okay, fine. Bring them out. <laughs> then they line up the guys. The guys are holding a rubber chicken, and they have to stand there and hold it. But first of all, what I want to know is why the chicks got to hold something heavy like a stein of beer, and the guys get to hold the fake rubber chicken that weighs like two pounds. You know what I mean? I do that's know what you fair. mean. That's not right. That's what the what's that bullshit? Yeah, that's because the ERA didn't pass right many years ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, he's standing out there and I'm like, what do you want me to say? And they're like, speak into the microphone. Everybody's getting drunk. Nobody's listening. I, I could say – I could have said, hey, everybody, let's all vote for, for Trump. And nobody would have batted an eye. Everybody's making out and there's just like <laughs> just beer flying everywhere. And then they're standing – those guys are standing there and I'm judge. I'm like – what is happening? I was having a nice quiet dinner with Suzanne. Now I'm like – I said, Nick, how many people you think are out here? And he said, oh, like probably 3,000 people out there. I was like, this is insanity. So I was, then I started Snapchatting it and uh, it was fun. But and then then to cap of the night, I'm about to leave and they're like, no, 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 no. We got to do the uh, – you're going to join the beer chugging contest. And I said, "Oh boy, no, 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 no. They said, well, we need – we have one team and they have one girl – and we have another. We need another team of, of four guys and one girl. So you're it, the lackeys and you. And I was like, uh, no, I gotta get up. The other thing is, I gotta get up early in the morning. Was this? When it's was the this? busiest. This was, oh, this Friday, was Friday night. night. Okay. So Saturday is the one of the busiest days of the year, which is the Halloween carnival. Oh, no. Uh huh. And I, Mama, is flying out of Burbank at twelve thirty. So, and I got little Buddha spending the night. So the, these two, Natalia and little Buddha, are all hell bent. And who's no one's manning the booth, right? Because Adam. Oh, said Adam. No, though, that's a whole other. Yeah. No, he did. He manned the booth. He wow. did my do. Yeah, he went over there and did his volunteer. I thought he said at the last minute, like, no, I can't do it. No, oh, no, that it. was something else. That was something else. So that, that was, was going on the trip. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I, I'm like, I got to get up early. I got to go. So, yeah, there's the two. That's that's what I was on stage with that guy and that girl. And, that, and they're pretty talented. They're, there's a whole band, by the way, with saxophones and drums and they're singing like 99 Luft balloons and it was insane. So, yeah, they were doing, they were dancing. I mean, they're very talented, but so anyways, I have to get up. So Adam was so there the too? Next, no, Adam was not there. They that was a picture of them from they the came, day before. Yeah. Got it. Okay. They dropped beer off over here. So, the next day is a very busy day for me. I'm traveling to San Francisco and Natalia has her friend Cammy spend the night. They're bent, hell bent on joining the contest, the Halloween contest. And I got to get them in their little Halloween costumes. You know, I got to do their makeup and stuff. I'm not even packed. And now I'm on stage with guys holding rubber chickens at 1030 at night. <laughs> like, what's going Far on? Far from home. And I'm trying to leave. And they're like, no, 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 not so fast. Get back over here because you're joining the beer chugging contest. I already have like one beer down and – I'm full. Like I can't stuff another beer into my stomach. I'm too like I, I just I'm not used to drinking all like that. That anyways. So we get on stage, the lackeys and I, 
And the lady is telling us the rules, and I'm going, "What am I doing?" Right? <laughs> She's like, "So if you if you if you uh, you guzzle the beer, you put it down. If you start to drip, if you start to spill on yourself, you have to put it down." I put the the paddle over it, and it goes to the next guy. And I'm going, "What'd she just say? I don't know. What's the rules? I have no idea. All I heard is you can't spill and drool on yourself." And uh, I was like, "Done and done." <laughs> so I just thought I would just like you know, just sip and put it back down. No, you have to, they're waiting on you to guzzle so it can go to the next lackey. Had I known that, I would have been, I don't know where I would have been in the lineup. But so we start and there's like five guys, there's four girls and a guy in front of us in a long table. We're on stage in front of like 3,000 people and then me and the lackeys and I'm second to go. And who was first? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, Matt? Matt Fondelier went for it. He yeah, Matt was chugged it and put it down, and we were going. He he did it before the first guy, yeah. right? Yeah. We were in first place by that point. Then we slowed way down. I can't believe how seriously turn. you're taking this. I you're know. like You're like, okay, well, I mean, I'm going to get the play-by-play of your beer guzzling yes. contest. How many so, people in their 40s? So <laughs> I'm guzzling, and I start to spill, and I'm thinking, oh, good. I get to put it. So I went and put it down, and she's like, no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. And I thought, but I thought, so now it was everybody's. super confusing because they, they told us beforehand the rule was you can't spill. Right. So then Lynette, like, spilled. So she thought, oh, I got to put it down. And in the meantime, the other team is spilling all over the place, right. and they're just not putting it down. So then. So then we were like, so it was anarchy. Yeah. It was anarchy. So now I'm sipping it and like holding like uh, my hand underneath my chin so I don't spill. Like I'm like trying to. I don't. Know. I'm guzzling a beer right now, and I got to get up tomorrow morning. Anyways, we lost. Right? We did. We did. Yeah. yeah we lost. Lynette and I were both the slowest of the chuggers. We were really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you gonna do? How many beers did you chug? One. Oh, that only was one. Yes. Went all the way down the line. Nick d- downed his pretty quick. He yeah, was the Nick, last one. Nick had to drink the boot. Yeah, that he, was his yeah, thing, yeah. His was the biggest one. Yeah. So uh, it, it was – yeah, and then the next morning I wake up to let's go. Let's get up. It's time for the carnival. Do our m- Mommy, do my hair and makeup. Oh, so you had to go to the carnival. You had to go before no, your plane left or you had to them, get them out of the door? You had I had to get, get them, them dressed and ready and oh, I boy. dropped them off at the school and I pushed them right out of there. I rolled them in their costumes out of the car and I tied was a little cupcake and Cammy oh. was a cake. Oh my God, they were really cute. I'm gonna show you a picture. Pictures, put yeah. them up on Facebook. Yeah, I'll put them on Facebook. And uh, and they they came in second in their. <laughs> they, they did. Yeah, they did. But mommy, who's like shaking and I don't know. Now I was wasn't it wasn't hungover because I didn't really drink that much, but I had like the biggest pounding headache. Just thinking of what I had to do, and That's then also the itinerary. Yeah, and then going to San Francisco. <laughs> the shakes in a really bad headache. Soon as I usually. land, by the way, as soon as I land, go straight from the airport to the location, which is a bar, oh, to no. meet them and say hello, and did that, and then briefly go back to the hotel, put my stuff down, and then go back out again. Drove to Oakland, which was no. forty-five minutes from the hotel and sketchy, and then went to the second stop. Met the owner of the second stop, who was very nice, but he was young, son of the owner of the, 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 you know, the establishment, right? And decided that he wanted to take. Uh, and I was not really drinking because I was so tired. All I kept thinking was, "Ooh, I can't wait to get back to my hotel. I'm right. going to watch Netflix. I'm going to relax. I'm going to get home at like ten thirty, eleven. That's going to be done. And then I'll have to get up in the morning and go back home. But so. 
this kid was like, no, I insist you come with me. We're going to a Halloween party. It's down the street. It's my other bar. And I'll get endless rant in that bar. And you guys were going. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, come on. Who are you with? Come on. I was with our King Harbor guy, our King Harbor guy, who I love, Tom. And I was like, the other people left. And Tom is staying in Oakland at another hotel because he's got other meetings. And I'm in San Francisco. And I'm an hour away from my hotel. And now – Isn't there an airport in Oakland? There is, but I wanted to go from Burbank. I didn't want to go out of L.A. at the time. Got it. So anyway, yeah, went to the stupid Halloween party, end up going home back to my hotel at 1.30 in the morning. Oh, no. Exhausted. And this guy was like, shots, shots. And I was like, no, no, no. I did one like half a shot, put it down. I couldn't, I couldn't stomach it. By the way, did not eat anything, not nothing. Didn't, I had no time. It was like – it was peanuts at one bar and then a granola bar on the way to the second bar. Oh, geez. That was it. And went back to my hotel, went to bed, got up, got in the, the, the 12 – I don't know. Yeah, 9.30, 12, 12 o'clock, got back to Burbank. Adam says, come pick up the kids and Phil at the warehouse, swung by here, and then another full day of basketball practices and Girl Scouts going to the school to decorate, clean up from the carnival, and to decorate for Red Week, Red Ribbon Week this week. Okay, so exhausted. You have to forget Girl Scouts. I tried that. However... I missed the last, like, two things they did, and I told them ahead of time, oh, well, I'll be landing at, like, one 1.30. They're meeting at 3. Sonny's got to go to basketball at 3. So I'll just – I'm going to have to be in that area. I'll drop Sonny off, and then I'll take Natalia, and we'll go decorate. Yeah. Miserable. And it was raining. All I wanted to do was go home and put my pajamas on. Then Phil has diarrhea on top of everything. No. Yeah. 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 And now here I am. what they were feeding? Him while you were gone? I don't have no idea. I feel like as moms, we have to police everything. Yes. We leave and like. Oh, the backyard was just, this dog destroyed everything. Shit. Yes. No wonder why he had diarrhea. He ate part of the chair, the new chairs I bought. He tore it apart. He ate all his little, if he, if you put him in the backyard, he will punish you. If you put him in the backyard during the day, he's fine. But if you put him in the backyard when he gets up at like 5.30 and he goes out to pee and he doesn't want to go back to bed and you just go, shit, just fucking stay out there, he will punish your ass because you wake up and everything will be destroyed. Oh, Adam boy. said that and he's right. I believe – at first I'm like, no, he's nice. I'm punishing. No, he's right. He's right. He destroyed everything. He ate his, his bed. He ate a plant. He, who knows what he ate. Now he's got diarrhea. He's not feeling very good and he's here right now and he shit – in here twice, and I love that Adam had to clean up his diarrhea. Adam t- took him to Sonny's football game. The dog shit on the football field, and it was embarrassing. I got a picture of Adam cleaning it up from one of the moms. <laughs> I was like, "Why is he? Why is Phil even there to begin with? There's no dogs. I every Saturday I go. I never bring Phil." Why are you – why is he bringing Did he Phil? just have a thing of like, I'm just going to be family man that's going to bring my dog and it's – and he, then they realize how hard it is once they oh, actually go to do it? I loved hearing his d- miserable weekend. He talked about it on today's – if you listen to Monday's podcast, he'll, he talked all about his misery, how he had to clean up diarrhea, how he had to go and volunteer at the carnival. And so his job For was – For us, that's called Tuesday. Exactly. 
Thank you. That's every single day of our Thank lives. Thank you. Is multitasking all of our kids' business oh my with God. our own, with finding time to have a meal, with taking care of oh, the dog, with he's, putting everybody's dishes in the no, dishwasher. Yes. He's complaining last night about how he went to fill Seth, uh, Phil, Seth McFarland's party and he didn't come home till 2.30 in the morning. And then Phil woke him up at 3.30 with diarrhea and then he had to get up again at 5.30. And it's like – yeah, but you were out partying, having fun. I was running. Yes, I'm drinking, but I don't want to be dr- – I'm I'm greeting and meeting and helloing and, you know, thank you for having our beer in your establishment. That's what I'm doing. Right. Okay? And you're out partying and you're, you're upset because you got to take Phil outside at 5 o'clock in the morning and you got to clean up his diet. Exactly. That's a Tuesday. Right. And then he talks about how he had to – oh, my God. What, is, what are we do, – what are we doing society with the confetti eggs? He had to do the sale. Does your school do confetti eggs? No. Oh, my God. It's the stupidest thing stupidest thing they they take egg shells and they stuff them with confetti and there's probably like 500 of them and then they just give them to the kids and they throw them at each other at the halloween carnival and it's oh it's a tradition and it's fun and they sell silly string so 400 cans of silly string adam's doling it out now there's not i don't think there's one person on this planet that is more against silly string than adam carolla (laughs) he's right you got to take a stand on something oh my god he's like it's all chemicals it's nothing but chemicals and kids are in they're mashing it in each other's faces like right in their eyes and what are we doing what are we doing and i'm like yeah i know what are we doing that's yeah what you just said i've done that every year thank you very much it's miserable isn't it and it's a mess and who's cleaning that yeah i'm cleaning it i'm cleaning it so he he did the uh, and, and uh, the Asian lady that he worked with behind the counter, it's like some Asian mom. She's like, he starts to complain about the eggs. And he's like, where, what, what is this? And he, and she's like, oh, yeah, we do it. She's like, we, we sent emails out all week. We sent, we sent notices. And he goes, I never heard anything about confetti eggs. Oh, well, we sent, no, we sent letters home. We sent, I'm like, yeah, they do. They send them home. I get, I've gotten emails all the way of, of the week leading up. We're short 300 eggs. We're going to be at, at Octavia's house at 3 o'clock today. If you can come by and stuff, we'd be really happy if you could do it. It's like there's people going home, going on, uh, to, to bed hungry. And this is what we're doing with our time. And I agree. But thank you for witnessing what we as mothers have to right. go through. Right. Adam, thank you very much. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Where's that bell? I know. John's always surprised I go and do the outreach stuff for our school and, and the different – the things that are all day. Mm-hmm. And I think he just looks at me like, oh, how do you even think of doing that? Well, I don't think of it, but you get roped into shit. Of course. But somebody's like, yeah. like, hey, can you – I went to a fundraising meeting for the middle school and brought up the fact that I did that yard sale to raise money for – Democratic National Headquarters mm-hmm. or whatever. I was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I won't mention her name, but I was raising money. <laughs> for a certain <laughs> female. People get so mad. Yeah, for somebody. And it went so well and uh. it, that I brought it up at the fundraising meeting for our middle school. And I was like, look, this is what I did. And I did, just did it with a couple of friends. And it was What'd you do? really easy. I threw a yard sale. Oh. And the kids made signs. And then we gave all the proceeds to our favorite uh, okay, fund. organization. So wait a second. When you say yard sales, just yours? I did it at my house. At your but house? A bunch of, but I had like People a bunch brought. of friends brought stuff mm-hmm. to help out. That's a good right? idea. And we raised like 
$650 in a morning, wow. right? So I said to the middle school, to the fundraising committee, I was like, well, maybe we could do a yard sale. And this is what I did. And um, it went really well. And it was pretty easy to do. We just advertised on Craigslist and nextdoor.com. And um, people brought stuff over to my house the night before. Hmm. And then that morning, I had my friend came over and we just set up and we put out some tarps and some tables and we had jewelry and toys and books and clothes. Wow. And, and um, you know, we sold really, we sold out. So anyway, the girl who's the head of the fundraising committee was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. Let's pick a date. So one woman said we could do it at her house, Mm -hmm. but she can't really be there. So really the person who's running it is me. me. (laughs) Yeah, but so the problem is – and then I said to the woman who's who's in charge of it, I was like, well, the problem is I can't do it by myself. Like I'm busy. I got – three kids, I'm doing stuff. The kids right. have basketball. And this woman who says we can do it at her house can't be there. Right. I can't, I'm not holding a garage sale for our school alone. No. And she's like, oh, people will help. People will help. Well, who? Nobody's stepping. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. you ask people, can you do this with me and get them excited? Mm-hmm. You're on your own. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, nobody wants to like take that on. And I'm just saying I'm, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. if it wasn't my thing, like I wouldn't show up and filled eggs with confetti, with confetti, I'd be like, oh, hell no. no. Are you crazy? I didn't – no, 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 no. I'm just saying you get roped into stuff you and then you, you end up working hard because it's sort of all on you. Well, but I'm not somebody who's like – Yeah, I know. It's I'm not – I get the emails all the time. Like Adam's like, I know. So first I've heard of it. Well, no, duh, first of all. You're not going through the kids' backpacks and reading right. the stuff that's coming home from right. school. And you don't read. And you don't read your emails. It's, if the, any email comes through If they buried the it school, in the Phantom Toll booth, right. you might read it. <laughs> you might have read it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Stephanie, for remembering that. Uh, yes. No, he doesn't read. So I get the emails that come through. Right. I, it's part of why I felt like I had to do the, the Girl Scout thing because I was like, I haven't been around. Like, right. I, I, have, I feel guilty. This but, is probably annoys you about him too because yeah. uh, is when, when like we're the ones who monitor the homework every day, yes. right, and force them to do homework. And then when he has to do it, he's probably like, this is ridiculous. Why do they have homework? Absolutely. We got we to gotta take a stand Absolutely. against homework. And you're like, OK, bitch, yeah. I've been the one who's policing the homework right. for the last five years. Right. And now suddenly the, when you have to – when it's kind of falling exactly. on you or now you're That's irritated. So exactly a thousand percent right. It's the same thing as last year when he decided to take the stand on the projects. Right. No more projects. <laughs> No more projects. I have a project. That's my deck. I'm building a deck. No projects. The doggy is a ca- academy. The, the the kids are running around. I got workers trapping through my. No more projects. And I'm telling the school. I'm going to the set. I'm going to the principal. And I'm going to go talk to that principal. I'm going to talk to the PTA. And I'm going to go there on what was it? Back to school night. And I'm going to talk to those people. And you tell them. You email them and you say Sonny isn't turning in his CD because. I we we are in under under construction and I am we're, and we're done with these projects. It was the end of the year. Because you know how teachers take to that. Oh my God! They're like, oh, I'm I sorry. told you, I got the dirty. Your looks. house is under construction. Oh, I didn't know. Sorry. Right, right. You're building up your house. Well, then your kids are off the hook. They yeah. don't have to do anything. Right. <laughs> so I show up at back to school night, and I'm the one getting the dirty looks from the teacher. Right. And he 
I don't even remember. One time he didn't come. There was one time he did come, and he was looking at all the artwork on the wall and was the one that Sonny made, and you couldn't make sense of it. And the other one, Sonny didn't even get up on the wall because the teacher was like – it was a disaster. Oh, right. That was that night. He could have said something, didn't say anything. And then he never said it again, never brought it up again. And then I – look like a jackass because I'm the one that has to go in and see those teachers and have meetings with those teachers right. and the principal. Right. And I'm thinking – the principal is thinking, where's your stance, huh? I thought you guys were going to like bring it. I thought you didn't – you were going to take a stance on homework. You know what he said last night? He said, I'm going to get Dr. Bruce or Dr. Drew to write a – I'm going to have – I'm going to get a doctor's note. That those kids oh, can't no. be around silly string. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Is I don't he want, serious? Yes. He was like – it's like – Kids with allergies or whatever. My, I don't want my children around. I'm sorry, but my kids can't participate <laughs> in that nonsense. God oh knows what God. that school thinks of us. I mean, both kids on IEP. Oh, <laughs> oh God. it's terrible. Father's going off, talking about no homework, no silly string allowed. It's terrible. You know, we're the ones though who hey. like yeah, and then clean I, we're, up the, we're mess, the jackasses. Basically. We are the one. I feel like a heel when I have to walk into their classrooms. You know, and I God knows what the other mothers must think too. Like, oh wow, she's married to him. Like, did you hear what he said about you know? And then there's the te- the telephone game. You know, he said he was going to destroy Mrs. What's her name. <laughs> he was going to burn her house down. <laughs> She's going to hit her over the head with a chair and smash her brain into two. Oh, my God. Speaking of hitting over the head. Oh, what? yeah. Do you watch it? Oh, I watched it. Oh, yeah. It was what? a good one. Oh, Walking Dead. Yeah. That might be a spoiler. Season premiere last night. Guys. Uh, yeah. No, I'm they not going to say anything. Getting, yeah, they, they knew, knew someone some, was getting Yeah, this, the audience knows. So I'm not going to spoil anything. But I have to say it was the one and only time that I've watched a television show where I thought I might have to turn it off because I couldn't take it. it. It got very... It got very intense very graphic. quickly. It very was graphic. very graphic. Very graphic. Very yeah. graphic and violent. And it got very intense. And I was like, oh, I can't take another. Uh, no, no, no. I don't watch that show. It's so good. But do you watch Story of Us? No. It's good. Pretty good. Wait. I'm liking it. What is? What channel is that on? It's like the new Parenthood. Oh. Uh, it's on, I don't know, ABC, NBC, oh. something like that. One of those networks. Story of Us. No, it's good. It's like, it's good. John, I watched it in bed last night uh, and John was subject subjected to it. Yeah. And he, I don't, you know, he was like, oh, God, are we going to watch this um, Parenthood <laughs> 2.0? And uh, then he was like, this is giving me the feels. What does that mean? <laughs> he was getting affected by it. Really? Yeah, I think because there's a story in it of um, the the woman... Played by Mandy Moore. Right. It's basically a... Oh, you mean This Is Us. Oh, This Is Us. Yeah, it's on NBC. Okay. NBC. Uh, So the Mandy Moore plays Mm -hmm. a woman who uh, has triplets, but one of them dies. So Mm. she has twins, but then there's a little black baby who was given up by its dad. Mm -hmm. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
at the hospital and it just so happens they find out their baby died, but now there's this baby at the hospital. So the Mandy Moore adopts that baby too. So she takes home. So it's two white babies and a black baby. Mm -hmm. And um, then the story now, well, now, then you cut to current time. So it flashes back to when the babies were little and the Mm -hmm. kids were little and it flashes forward to now they're adults. And the guy, the African American character is played by the guy mm-hmm. who played um, Christopher Darden in the OJ. Oh, I story. love him. Yeah, he's love really him. good. I forgot the name of the actor. Will you look that one up too? I love him. He's really good. He's and, great. Um, so now he's married and has a couple kids. Mm-hmm. And but he looks up his biological father. He finds his father, mm-hmm. who's the one who left him at the hospital mm-hmm. when he was a baby. And anyway, what about I his think, mom? The mom, I think, died. Oh. oh. But they haven't really been that clear about it. But it's it's really, very effectively mm-hmm. told. Mm-hmm. And, John, it took us back, mm-hmm. and it would take you back, to the early days of having twins, which, mm-hmm. you know, and they had triplets, which is just like you're just losing your mind. Right. You're not oh sleeping. And one oh. of them's always crying. Oh. And uh, at one point, she's sitting on the floor, like freaking out. And the baby starts crying. And he goes, which one is it? And she goes, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What? I think it's the one that hates me. And <laughs> just being really negative. Right, and right. And he's like, what? She's oh, like, I'm gonna... just not really bonding. And, you know, there's different stuff going on. And I might have – I might get flashbacks because I have PTSD from – that yeah. era. Those early days. I kn- those initial – when they're infants, like those first – you know, you think about how long babies are full-on babies, mm-hmm. like where they're infants. Mm-hmm. It's a good six months before right. they're for sure going to be probably sleeping through the night. And I say that loosely because right. a lot of people's kids are not sleeping through the night at six right. months. But a lot of babies by right. six months are fully sleeping through the night. And when we say think sleeping through the night – we mean, I don't know, 10, 11 to 6. Yeah. That's, you know. Right. But you're not one. waking up every few right. hours. Right. But think about how long six months is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a week. It's not, well, okay, if we could just make it through the week. It's like, it's, it's hellacious. It's it ne- feels never ending. Right. And then people go like, why are you should be enjoying this? Enjoy this. So you're not, not going to get this time back. Thank God we're not <laughs> going to get this time back. Because... I, I can't – I don't know who are these people are that enjoy the first few months of being a new mom. It's like it, it's really hard. Is it – I am I don't know what it would be like if I had one. <clears throat> it was also hard because I, yeah, I had one first. I had right, LB. Right. It was it freaking was hard. hard. It's hard. Well, because think about it. With two, you almost have to forgive yourself for fucking up because mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do? You got two. Mm-hmm. But when you only have one – you put even more pressure on yourself because mm-hmm. you're like, I should be attending to all of this right. baby's needs because I have right. a baby. Right. So you're 24 seven. You're going okay. I don't know, especially if well, you're did prone John, to any anxiety. Was John Taylor of Duran Duran? Was he? Ha- did he help in those early days? Yes, he so did. did. Like he did feedings and stuff like that. Yes, like at but night? you know the very early days when I was like, I'm going to breastfeed. I, mm-hmm. I'm making this work. You know. I, do, I think I was trying to do it all myself in mm-hmm. that of the, at least the feeding. And then I – then we started doing formula <laughs> right. at least in the middle of the night. I mean this only went on for I'm, – I'm making myself sound better than I was. Mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. I think three weeks right, right. was the outside of how right. long I tried to breastfeed. Me too. 
I think two weeks. Yeah, I think two mm-hmm. and a half. I gave it two and weeks. And I kept. Yeah. I thought about it for the last week. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, John was oh, definitely God. helpful. God, I, oh, that was I the remember worst. though being in the hospital and I'd had the C-section, and I remember how awful the whole rooming in where, where they left Elby with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like a bomb went off in your life. You're like, right. okay, so I, I can't sleep? I just right. had surgery, I know. motherfuckers. I know. Like, I'm no. on all this pain medicine. Right. And you're trying to put a baby on my chest. I like, know. Like, get that I thing know. off my chest. I I'm know. passing out. I know. And they're like, no, you got to bond. You got to yeah. bond with your baby. And you're oh like, God. can you? They, and when, when I first had her, they had this thing where they didn't have a nursery. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, if it was a funding thing or they were just really trying to promote the rooming. And they closed, they closed the nursery. They closed off the nursery. Yeah, when I had my kids too. Yeah. They, they had them in my room with me. Yeah. So I was like, uh, and meanwhile, your husband uh, can't sleep. There's no bed for them. Right. So there, he's on a chair, trying to sleep in a chair, also help trying to help me because, like I said, I'd had major surgery. Yeah. So I couldn't move. Right. The first day, you're on a lot of pain meds. But you can't – you can get up at one point, but you need the babies brought to you. Right. To try to breastfeed right. them, which right. wasn't working. Right. And then, then they send in like a, a breastfeeding specialist, yeah. like a lactation consultant in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And you're like – I just had surgery. I They're know. Like, Who cares? We're going to get some colostrum out of right. those bad boys if it kills us. And I'm like, well, it is going to kill us because right. now I got 18 pillows right. stacked. They're like, okay, take a pillow. Now put one under your back and now put one under your arm and now he'll hold the baby like a football. And you're like, <laughs> oh, my no. God, nothing's happening. And then I'm supposed to repeat this. There's like I need a video to watch <laughs> no. to figure out the – Pillow formation to try to repeat this. Can you put this. the pillow over my face, lady, please, and just push hard? Just kill me. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, you get home. Oh my god! Now you got these babies, oh. and when they're not sleeping through the night, you're like, "This is not going to be over oh, no. in a week. No, this is going to be. Right. This is. I would hear be them months. Of I would this. hear them cry while I'm sleeping, and I would go, "What is that? What is that <laughs> annoying noise?" What is that noise? Oh, fuck them. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, first of all, Adam decides that he's going to shoot the hammer. This is the only t- two weeks I have. It's two weeks of just I got to go out, go at it hard. I'm going to shoot the hammer. We're going to film it for two weeks. It's going to be all on. I'll be close by, but I'll, I'll be, be off. close by. I, I mean, he was nowhere Thank God. People like, you know, miss what's her name with the nannies and the uh, fuck off. Listen, if I had a mother-in-law that could come and stay with me, don't you think I would? If I had my mother, if I had a sister, a sister-in-law, my sister-in-law came to town after they were born. She was there four days and she brought her kid and that's all I got. That's it. Zero, zippo, nothing. So thank God that we had the means to hire somebody to help me. Yeah. And even then, that person was only there. You know, I mean, I, I, they had to stay with me at night to help me feed. Right. And then she's out you didn't like 6 a.m. I mean, people – there's a big difference to me mm-hmm. between people that have like round-the-clock help and one baby and they're not doing anything and they're not like – there right. are people. Right. There are of nannies will have stories about yeah. people that hire somebody to do everything and this person d- right. doesn't end up bonding with their own baby. Right. When you have twins, right. you are always going to be on one of those babies. There ain't no – There ain't no getting out right. of it. Right. Like right. I – It was every hour and a half feeding. So 
you would feed, then you have to burp, the whole burping thing. Remember that? Burp, oh, burp, my burp, God. Burp, 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 burp. And if you've never burped a baby before, you're like, how does this even work? Like, I know. How am I supposed to get a burp out of this thing? It's and if like, it doesn't, can I put him back down I, <laughs> or do I have to still hold him and wait till he burps? What am I supposed to do? Right. Is it going to so, kill him? Right. Like, and then, then you got you to gotta burp him. Then you got to change your diaper and then you got to put him back down to sleep. Right. And then you feed the other one, and that takes uh, how long? I don't know, 45 minutes of right. that whole. Right. And then you put that one back down. And then in an hour and a half to two hours later, time to feed again. Right. Around the motherfucking clock. Right. And Adam is off filming the hammer. Right. And I'm. And they don't understand why we're crying all the time. Right. Right. What, and they're like, the wow, I, I guess, home, are you not enjoying this? Oh, God. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. What were you going to say one time you came well, home? Well, no, the day I came home, because oh. I, I had a C-section too. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I got Ozzy. Remember Ozzy, Adam's guy, Oz, Oswaldo? He's in the hammer. So he was a day laborer that worked with Adam for 30 years, but uh-huh. then Adam let him go because he was a pain in the ass. But he was like, first of all, he shows up in my delivery room. I'm in the in the um, uh, OR in the recovery room, and he's on the phone on air talking to Jimmy, who's hosting for Adam's radio show because Adam's on maternity leave. Oh my god! And oh yeah, I'm here. I see Lynette. She's here. Hi, Lynette. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. But anyway, thank God for him because he helped us bring everything home, bring the babies in, and then he leaves. And Adam's like, I'll take a nap. And I'm like, oh, no, he did not. Yes. I'm sitting in the TV room with the two of them and he's going to take – I'm just going to lay down for half an hour. And I, I, I can't move. I can't there go up and no down the There are no words stairs. that make me more mad from a husband Can than I'm going to go lay down for half an hour. Oh, my it's God. It's always at the most inopportune times. It was the worst. And it's oh, never, never a half forget. hour. I know. It's but, never a half hour. But – we had a guest that came, and thank God it was Jimmy and Sarah Silverman. They were our first guests really? to come over. Yes, Jimmy wanted to see the babies because that's Jimmy, and they were our first guests. So he had to get his ass up, and thank God for them because that first day home was miserable. So they were there for a while, holding each, and then they left, and then cousin Ivy came. She was the, but it was just that first that first few hours home. I was just like, what do I now? What what am I supposed to do now? The first that was brutal. It was, brutal. and we had no parents either. Yeah, well, so brutal. I haven't talked to my mom as you know for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I was already, I had my mom around when I had LB, mm-hmm. but and not to. Really? I don't want to make the, make this a bitch session about my mom, but not helpful mm-hmm. at all. Uh, she was well. I remember she would come over sometimes, and I would always. It would be that thing where you have to entertain because oh. she's like that. Really? Like she'd bring over – she brought over one time like some soup, but then I had to like go serve it up for everybody. Like oh, it wasn't like yeah. I'm mm. the kid. Right. It's no. like, all right, well, I She's can't. Like Adam. <laughs> and I brought some uh, – I brought some homemade uh, – I made I made a little chicken noodle soup. So oh, serve it up for me. Oh, I'm not kidding. Or she'd bring some leftovers from what they had for breakfast. That happened one time and John was like – so fucking mad. Oh my God. He's like, who does that? <laughs> who brings over like some leftover danishes? This is what we had for breakfast. So I had a few left. So I brought them over for you guys. That was the that was the height wow. of getting so treated bad. well. So I yeah. had to like get up and serve everybody. That's like, okay, worst. some soup. Here it is. Heat it up. Or my mom's like, yeah, you can just heat, heat that up. But you had – And I'm trying to breastfeed. And then when I was trying to breastfeed and really struggling with it, my mom was like, well, why are – like – 
just stop. Mm. Like if it's not going well, then just don't do it. She didn't understand the hormone. I mean, I understand that they forget Mm because it's been Mm -hmm. a long time since Mm -hmm. they had a baby. Mm -hmm. But still, it was just it was there was not like any support. No, none. Oh, so after I had LB, 10 days later, it was Thanksgiving. So LB Mm -hmm. was born on November 12th. And so I had had a C-section uh-huh. and my my mom – oh, this is turning into a little bitch about my mom. But uh, she wasn't here. I didn't want to come to Thanksgiving. I just had a baby mm-hmm. C-section. I mean it's – she's 10 days old. Right. And I didn't want to go to right. her ha- her apartment in I West Hollywood. Y'all. Yeah. So um, – but she insisted that I had to. But she was like, well, you don't have to make anything. Oh, I think she told me like I could buy something. I don't remember. So they Aye. went over to her house and That's a she had a friend over who had a cold. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Who hey. was like, I can't be around the baby. I'm sick. Oh, my God. And you know when your baby is 10 days old and your first yes. baby and you're just – I was such a ball of anxiety. Yeah. I couldn't relax for one second. Mm. I'm trying to breastfeed and it's not going well. Mm-hmm. So I'm every so often like, uh, oh, but my mom's attitude was like, just leave the baby alone. Like just mm. can it just be in its carrier? <laughs> she wanted like nothing really to do with it. And then so then I went in her bedroom for a while and I was trying to breastfeed and she got really annoyed and what? was like, can you just – I wow. mean we're trying to like have – Thanksgiving, and I was like, I knew it was a freaking bad idea for me to come. Oh my god, that's terrible! Yeah, wow. which led to the bigger fight that we got into, which was a year later when I didn't when I wanted to have Thanksgiving at my house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I had a one year old, sure, who was napping. Yeah, like needed to have the naps, uh-huh. so that I I was like, I don't want to drag her some to someone else's house all day, right? And try to put her in a pack and play, and no, it was just like, that. just come to me. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. They weren't hearing it. Really? Yeah, they wouldn't. So that's – and is that when you're – That's when that's, that's when the real trouble started. I just started realizing how little accommodations can I ask are made you, for anybody else. Before you before LB, did you have – what kind of a relationship did you have with your mom? Well, I mean I, I love my mom. Mm-hmm. I loved her – Back then, it was just I. It the relationship was very much on her terms. Mm-hmm. There was, I mean, for many many years, there right. was there was not a lot of accommodation for anybody else's right. feelings mm-hmm. or, and the same was going on for my brother, mm-hmm. and so it was okay. Like, but I think I I had to I just kept my expectations as right. low as I could. Right. Right. That's how I dealt. That's how I did it. That's what I. Yeah, I just kept my expectations very low. Mm-hmm. But at a certain but point, you didn't argue I just, and fight and stuff like that. You just got along. You, you uh, just kind of oh. rolled with her. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know the little. I, but the little uh, I felt, the, mm-hmm. and this is we're only hearing my side of the story. But I felt like a lot. I got a lot of digs. You know which. A lot of digs that I would just go – that would make me upset but I wouldn't say anything because I didn't want to have like a fight. Mm-hmm. Just little things. Like I remember when I got the book deal – my first book deal. Right, right. And m- my mom thought it was annoying that what? I got it because she was like, why are you getting a book deal? Like you just – you don't – what do you know about like raising a baby? Like you just what? had a baby. Like I should have a book deal. What? Because like I really? raised three. Holy I was like, mackerel. Well, I didn't realize she was that. 
Well, there was just stuff. And then when I was when I told her about what the book was going to be, this mm-hmm. is for sippy cups or not for Chardonnay, and you know, which is a comedy book, right? Which was kind of poking fun at. A, and I was I I was writing it as I was going through stuff, right? It was my take on right, yeah. early parenthood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember cathartic. I was telling her about certain things and my mom said, yeah, that sounds cute. It'll be something people read once and put away. Like just the little wow. things where you'd go like, that's like Adam's that family. Mean. I think that was mean. Like, yeah. you know, but where when I would say to her, like, I feel like you're very critical. Mm-hmm. You say a lot of critical things. She'd be like, that's cr- crazy. Like what? And then I would name a bunch of them and she would whatever i was just joking on that one or i don't know what you're so sensitive i don't know why you would take that was she always that way because i know your stepdad was was very critical right and very my stepfather was a nightmare yeah he was a nightmare well when she met him did she start changing or was she always that way you know I don't know because, you know, we oh, all yeah. have like a skewed mm-hmm. – like, I mean, my mom had me and she was very young. She was 23 when she had oh. me and then she got a divorce a few years later and so then she was a single mom for a couple months. But mm-hmm. then she moved in with my stepfather mm-hmm. who was not nice and is not no. a nice person. Right. Um, and I think – I don't know how she was before that but I think she sort of got like – was very much wanted that relationship to work. Mm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at that point, this is my interpretation, made a decision that that was going to work. Right. And that that came first. Her relationship with her. Yes. Husband. And I feel like, I mean, I'm sure I got lots of good stuff mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was taken care of, had a roof over my head. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we were pretty poor mm-hmm. for a long time when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she wasn't, a drunk or a drug addict or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. took mm-hmm. care of us. But I do think that as I got older, I mean, my stepfather just did not like me. And my mom never sided with me almost ever Ugh, and never. That's horrible. And was a yeller and not and critical. Your and mom didn't, was a yeller? Yes. And she also was very critical. Yes. That has never changed and never owned it. You know what I mean? She's a person who never said I'm sorry, which is something – Mm-hmm. That now as as a mom, mm-hmm. I I use I'm sorry right. as a yeah. way to get closer to my kids. Right. Like I think it's really important, important. to show yeah. them yeah. that sorry, we, I, we mess up. Yeah, I'm sorry I flipped out and smacked you in the head. Yeah, or yeah. sometimes <laughs> I just I, – I do realize sometimes that I was just in a bad mood oh, and it, my kids didn't actually do anything. And, you know, I'm able to just go like, all right, I, you know, I yeah. kind of overreacted to that. Right. Listen, you guys are, for the most part, right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Trying. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then recognize. But I think as a parent, that that's the qu- a quality that makes you a good parent, that you even recognize that you have to do that. You know what I mean? I remember one time my mom slapped me like across the face and I hadn't I hadn't done anything wrong. 
And I just remember thinking, like, she won't apologize. Like, she she slapped let, you across she would the let, face. Yeah, when I was, I don't know how old I was. Let's say I was like LB's age. Ugh. And I think about that, and mm-hmm. I go, I could never, I no. can't ever imagine a circumstance, right, that I would smack LB across the face. Right. Now, I'm not saying that a, if a parent does that to a kid. And they're they're just driven to their limits and they're really frustrated and they smack their kid across the face. I am not condemning that happening. I'm right. not saying that that if you do that, you're a horrible parent and you should be right. arrested. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that could happen. Mm-hmm. But for my mom to have done that to me, you'd think something – either I did something really wrong, mm-hmm. like what – I'm trying to imagine what. Call no, her a bitch I, I mean, or what? Kid, but no kid. or my mom was really frustrated and lost her temper and slapped me. And then you'd think that maybe she would apologize. Like you would think if you did that and your kid didn't really do something, oh, but you just lost God. your temper, that you would apologize, right? Right, right. So Absolutely. no, there were not really apologies ever. So, oh, that's interesting. I yeah. don't think my mom ever apologized to me either. Really? I never really thought about it because I always thought at an early age my mom was crazy. She was right. volatile. Like she just would lose her temper a lot. And she would – she never hit – she only hit me in the face when I was a teenager once because I said fuck off or something like that. Um, but she never hit me. In, she would pull me by the hair or she would dig her nails into my arm Uh when you were younger? When I was younger. Oh, yeah. Like my kids' age. She would go – She would if we were in a public place, she would just pull me by the arm. I have a, a scar. Look at that right there on my wrist. Wow. From her – she had like keys in her hand and she just grabbed me and she just said, let's go. I don't remember <clears throat> what we were doing. I remember when we were in a department store. But I was – yeah, I was like 10 or 11 or 12, probably 11 or 12. And she would, she would, yeah, she was very aggressive. And my dad wasn't. And I remember her going after my dad. I've never saw her go after my brothers, ever. Um, but she she would do that. But then on the flip side, she always had like a sunshiny personality and she'd walk in the house and go, woo, what's the going on? <laughs> my daughter does that. She goes, woo. She goes, woo, what's the going on? What's going on? Hey, princess. Hey, beautiful. Come here. How you doing? And she would hug and kiss me and she would – oh, and she would talk in her Italian baby talk and squeeze my face. And right. She did that a lot. I mean she hugged When she was in a good mood. Most of the time. Not just – she always seemed most of the time she was in an upbeat. Come to find out later she's manic but she's right. manic the other way. Right. But I didn't know that at the time and I think it got worse as she got older. But – for the most part, she was very like, woo, you know, I'm going to swim and let's go swimming. She never wanted me to sit home. She wanted me to go outside, go play, go get some sunshine and go in the pool. Um, and but the, for the most part, but then she would she would just flip out and she would, I don't know, like she didn't like me being with my friends too long at my friend's house. And she would come, come. That was the worst. Or she would come to my friend's house, and you know, where's Lynette? Get the, get the Lynette. You come home right now. I told you, come home at six o'clock. And she, you know, grab me and pull me home, grab my hair, yeah. Or she would hit me with a broom. <laughs> hit you with a broom? Well, I there was times where I was in the pool and I would listen to her, and I just go underwater, and I'd be like, 
la la la. I just swim, not pay attention. And she, I come up from for air, and she had a broom, and she was like trying to hit me with it to get my attention to get out of the pool. <laughs> that she did with my cousins too. Now that's kind of the seventies, right? Yeah. Like that all chalk up to I think, yeah. Well, but and craziness and crazy. She was crazy. Yeah, she was nuts with a black belt. She, you know. She was teaching self-defense and I had to go with her to class. I told you that time where I thought she was going to kill me, my sleep. I, I don't know why. I had this, I went through a period where I thought my mom was going to try and kill me while I was sleeping. <laughs> I remember That's being – so sad. Yeah, I remember being like eight. And your brother. Nine. You were scared of that too. Oh, then my brother. Later, my brother got schizophrenia. Well, I think my brother had that mental illness gene and I think being in the environment that we had, he – you know, my mom and dad fought a lot. They didn't get along. Well, they got along while they were growing up. But then when I came and we moved to California, they didn't get along. And uh, so they would fight. I think that environment might have, I don't know, brought it out more. Maybe he would have got. I mean, he has full-on schizophrenia. But, um, yeah, so he would wake up in the middle of the night, scream and yell and run into my bedroom and like ah, like some like somebody was chasing him or something like that. I was like scared the living daylights out of me. So yeah. And then um but I just think to my I know, I think to myself, like I could never do what my mom like I would never grab Natalia by her hair. Or, or, let alone in front of her friends. I know. You know? I know. Could never do that. I could never do that. I mean I, I just I've, think I just think about too I mean that's really extreme but i just think about like lb i think about i can i could never say the critic like say my Criticize. mom said mean stuff to me like mm-hmm. mean and mm-hmm. i think my little girl like wh- i would never go like mm-hmm. make comments that make her feel like not good or not talented or What's not worse or, i wonder or selfish or just accuse her of being I just can't imagine like trying to damage – like trying to be mean. Yeah. Like purposely trying to cut her down. That's Like that's just not – and and not in a way of like, oh, oh, like we should always overpraise our kids. But I'm just saying like treat them like we – like normal human beings. Like people – like I try to treat my kids like like how I would treat my friends. Of course. Not trying to be their best friend. Of course I'm a parent. But I'm saying I try to give them the respect that I would give to somebody I enjoy being around. Of course. It's just it's crazy. We turned out pretty good, though. Totally awesome, amazing. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what else turned out pretty good? Your boobs. third love. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're getting new bras. Oh I'm my god! So excited. I'm getting. Um, Which a one new, did you put in? I for? put in for the classic because mm-hmm. I like my classic third love. I love my strappy, yeah, twenty four seven. But I also love my classic. Just the, the the regular t shirt mm-hmm. bra, so I'm getting one in blue. Ooh, they have such pretty colors. I couldn't decide. They really do. I almost got the same exact one that you got. That navy blue. You did. You showed me the, the one you got. I, that's the same one I got, I got. I got strappy one, but I got the lavender. It's oh, a, you it's went a for the lighter, lavender. It's a lighter color. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got the light blue with the dark blue. Well, okay. Third Love is our our favorite bra company. Oh my! They're God. amazing. Uh, they are the fastest growing lingerie brand. Whoa, thanks to us. Yeah. (laughs) They use real women's measurements to create better fitting bras. And did you know that 50% of women actually fall in between sizes? I I could see that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, Third Love offers AA 
all the way through G, <coughs> including signature half cup sizes you won't find anywhere else. I did not know that. I did after I went to the strip bar last weekend. I figured that out. Oh. <laughs> well, you can uh, – if you boobs. get a third love bra, you can uh, try it for free for 30 days. Uh, they have changed this a tiny bit. You're gonna, you are gonna pay two ninety nine for upfront for shipping, but that's not bad. No, I, that's nothing. two ninety nine. That's less than you're three dollars lo- because this thing you're gonna get a lot of mileage out of. Trust me. Yeah, because we get a lot of mileage. I've gotten. Uh, I mean, I wear my 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 uh, third love bras all the time, and they stand up with the. St- you know, they get washed and they don't like stretch out and get crappy quick. Which is nice. That I, I know. appreciate they're well made. They're hundred percent. They they guarantee hundred percent fit guarantee, or you can return or exchange. Those returns and exchanges are always free. So if you go to thirdlove t h i r d dot com t h i r d love l o v e dot com slash f c o l, you'll get your thirty days. And you'll get the free the free trial. So. Yeah. And these bras are like – it's like how you have a favorite pillow that you yeah. sleep with at night. Like I know it when I'm not wearing my third love bra. Oh, my God. Because I, I don't own seven of them, so mm-hmm. I can't wear a different one every day of the week. Right. But I will, of course, rewear them. But then when they're wa- when they're getting washed and I have to wear my other bra, I, I feel it. it. I do too. I'm like, I, I, I'm not it, wearing my third love bra. Seriously, you guys are going to love – you got to try yeah. it. Go to thirdlove.com slash F-C-O-L. Yeah. And before we go, yeah, uh, Patreon shout out. We love our, our Patreon Patreon shout-outs. peeps. Uh, listen, I'm if you want a Patreon shout out, but should we thank? A- oh well, we got to thank Alora. Alora sent us. Okay, so she's our one of our Patreon. She sent us um, Alora House spelled A L L U R A. H-A-U-S. She has an adult novelty website and she sent us some goodies and we videotaped us opening them and I'm going to put it up on the website. Yeah. yeah. So you can see us, see Alora, st- opening up our stuff. Oh, uh, they I love have, it. Yeah. If you use the code um, – if you go to alorahouse.com, you can use promo code FCOL and get 20% off and um, yeah, you can see our goodies. Thank mm-hmm. you so much mm-hmm. for that. We, mm-hmm. we love our stuff. Oh, we love it. Um, and then we have uh, the Wayne Foundation. That's our that's our nonprofit shout out. That's because Ulysses yes. pays us every month just so we can shout out a nonprofit. Yeah, his, so which nice. is his friend's nonprofit. What a sweet guy. Yeah. Um, the founder of the Wayne Foundation is Jamie Walton, and it's a it's a community outreach center, and they teach law enforcement departments what to look for for sex trafficking, um, and they can always use your donations. So go to Wayne. FDN.org to help. And then um, Beauty Counter is a safer option for personal care products that rigorously tests all ingredients and batch tests all the products for uh, for safety. That's our friend Jessica who has a beautycounter.com slash Jessica Newton, N-E-W-T-O-N. That's so check it out. It's a new it's a new movement for safe beauty oh, products. Cool. And then we got Ashley Duchesne. Remember her? She's yeah. the photographer out of San Diego and the co-host of Photo Spark, which is an iTunes podcast. Check it out um, and find her on Facebook. And Kate Marengo, Interior oh, Kate. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to www.interiorchicago.com slash interior dash design. Find out more about Kate Marengo's business. And then 
Uh, Sarah Dean has the podcast Shameless Mom. Go check out her website That's for awesome. more. Shamelessmom.com. Nice. Yeah. Well, this thank you. Show. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. It's been thank fun. you. Yeah, you're a parent now. Don't F it up.
Stay tuned for the latest AP News headlines from Podcast One right after this. AP Update. I'm Tim McGuire. Hillary Clinton is campaigning in New Hampshire. Yesterday, she told supporters in Raleigh, North Carolina, that she, like many women, has list, and hers is aimed at improving the country. We are list makers, you know? I make those lists. Okay, what are we going to do? We're going to get the economy working for everyone, not just those at the top. That's on the list. During a roundtable today with local farmers in Boynton Beach, Florida, Donald Trump again slammed the polls, showing him trailing Clinton. They are phony polls put out by phony media. And I'll tell you what, all of us are affected by this stuff. And what they do is they try and suppress the vote. This way people don't go out and vote. Trump, who campaigns later today in St. Augustine, insists that he has a good chance to win Florida, a state he needs for any chance to win the election two weeks from tomorrow. AP Update, I'm Tim McGuire. This is Corolla Digital.